Hello and welcome to the show. Today we're talking to a company that powers video productions for literally billions of global viewers every day. We've one of the widest range of production solutions around creating compelling and engaging news, weather, sports, entertainment, rock shows, education, corporate, houses of worship, you name it. Many more, I'm sure. And the man with his name over the door is with us. We're delighted to welcome back to the show David Ross from Ross Video. Welcome, David. Good to see you again. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, David, when we last spoke uh, way back in May last year, we were discussing the likely short, medium and even longer term effects of the pandemic on our industry. Can you give us a quick recap of the last 12 months for Ross and your customers? Well, like everybody else, it's been a wild ride full of uncertainty uh, and uh, moments <laughs> of terror. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, maybe sometimes not turning out as bad as we thought. We, uh, you know, uh, I think right after the pandemic, we reconfigured the factory, uh, made it so that it was a two, two 12 hour shifts, basically separated and things like that. So that if we got COVID in one shift, the, uh, it wouldn't in, impact the other shift uh, and, and we to uh, shift to our customers, which is kind of important to us and our customers. Uh, and at this, uh, after we did that, we really realized that, you know, everybody was working from home in the company uh, that wasn't doing productions and things like that, or they weren't in the factory. And we just we realized that we wanted to take care of some of our essential workers. And one of the things we did as a result of that is um, we instituted a minimum $20 minimum wage across Ross Video. Uh, and in Canada, okay. uh, the the minimum wage is about fourteen dollars an hour, and we uh, uh, and I think the living wage, which means if you've got you know, you know a single single earner with a small family, uh, that was around sixteen dollars right. an hour, and we felt that that was quite a low bar. And I didn't want people working in my company suddenly thinking about this that uh, that could be underneath a living wage, uh, even though you know it's wow. it was competitive market wise for what we paid. So that was a significant change. Uh, we actually uh, had had a scare early on in the year. Our, our sales dropped to about half of what they were supposed to be for uh, about a month or two, and so we went to a, well, I guess a, a four day week, and uh, we we did a eighty percent you know uh, pay for that as well. And it was actually quite popular in the early days of the company that we we did that in the early days of the of the pandemic because you know we created a concept called yeah. lifeboat rods and we because we didn't want to lose anybody uh, and we didn't want anybody to be hurt uh, uh, is in, in mm. the pandemic and with what happened and so we did that and then we saw that sales started to turn around and pick back up again and so we went back on a five day week and then we realized that. Uh, actually, uh, with uh, less travel, less trade shows, less all sorts of other things, uh, that we're actually going to have a really good year. So we paid, uh, we made all of our uh, employees whole on top of all that, and then finished the uh, finished the year with a, a record year, bigger than the year before, and uh, we we also had uh, quite a profitable year. So I I, I shake my head, and uh, and 2021 looks like it's going to be an even better year than 2020. Fantastic. No, it's good. To, it's good to know the profitable, but also ethics. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. So, do you feel we've, you know, this has been a little bit of a, a bump in the road, right? We've, we've, you know, this year was was somewhat of a distraction, um, and we'll get over it. But is this been a, a catalyst for fundamental change in how we work? Do you think? Yes and no. <laughs> I I was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was I was thinking about how you know everybody wants to have the 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 big statement. Everything has changed overnight. It will never ever go back to the way yeah. where the way it was before, and and almost nothing really works that way. Uh, you you see yeah. more options opening up, and some areas of our industry uh, will take advantage of it, and some will go back to I think the way that they worked before because it was more social, more more uh, more efficient, more comfortable. Uh, yeah. And so you know, um, for certain events, you know, say in a big OB van, for example, uh, there is a there is a certain feel of everybody being together, doing a really good production, and not being remote. On the other hand, uh, uh, for smaller shows, for example, people uh, want to be able to do more shows with less people for less cost. And we already had Remy. That wasn't uh, revolutionary. All we've really done in some ways is we've, we've taken the Internet for a, as a communication medium. Uh, we've taken the Internet for a communication medium and, uh, and allowed people not just to work away from the venue, but to work away from everybody else at home. Uh, so we, you know, for example, we have people, we will ship people production switchers and they'll put it on their desk in their house uh, and, uh, and or on a tabletop and they'll, they'll switch their show as if they're, you know, in an OB van or in a studio. So, so, but I don't see us doing that every day, you know, going forward for the next few years. It, it, it doesn't make sense yeah. to have a hundred thousand dollar control panel in somebody's, you know, kitchen, kitchen you know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Not so so it, it's going to be yeah. a bit of yeah. both. Uh, I, I think it depends on the level of the broadcast, of, uh, what people want to pay, how efficient they want to be, the complexity of the broadcast, whether it's sports, whether it's news. I mean, if, if, if there's no real need for having decentralized crews on news, for example, uh, going forward, it's not the same thing as, as traveling to a sporting event where, you know, you're paying for hotels and meals and flights, whereas mm. news, you know, yeah, you, you've right. got people who working in town and they just drive and they go to the where all the equipment is and they work with each other yeah. so I, I think it's going to be yeah. a bit of everything yeah so yeah. you might have partially answered uh, my next question there david on efficiency i mean that's been a huge theme within the industry at the moment and uh you know it's seen with remote working smaller production teams on site and so on what's uh, ross been doing to help customers work uh, more efficiently well, uh, we've always had overdrive. I mean, that's, that's a product that's been around for 20 years. It still boggles my mind that, that there's uh, news shows that are going on in the air that, that don't use this technology that pays for itself in about a year. Um, and it's interesting to see how uh, that fared in the pandemic, uh, you know, because basically you're talking about, you know, one or two people, maybe one. Sometimes you've got an audio operator, but basically you've got one person in front of a computer screen. And they transitioned to working from home seamlessly, effortlessly. Uh, it's a lot harder to do a full control room for sure. Uh, then, then, of course, for the efficiency side of mm -hmm. things, uh, and safety, um, robotics played a, a significant role as well. So uh, certainly if, if you had something like Overdrive, you almost definitely had robotics in the studio. So you were, you were a COVID safe environment that way. But on the other hand, if you're mm -hmm. working with, uh, if you didn't have Overdrive, and you needed manual corporate, uh, manual camera operators. Uh, we we gave quite a few of our customers pan bar systems, so they were able to not use a joystick, but to instead have a pan bar where they had monitors right in front of them, and they could control even more than one camera if they needed to, but in a different room 
separated from the talent, but still being able to do it like oh. a semi-manual uh, operation. Mm. Uh, and that technology was really popular uh, for, for a lot of um, uh, basketball and tennis events and things like that that we did for uh, both for Ross Production Services, which is our production arm of, of the company, but also for our production customers as well. Uh, uh, being able to separate you know, the talent or the athletes uh, from the camera operators and still get that, that real-time uh, camera feel uh, and, and responsiveness was yeah. huge. That sort of feedback, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think another thing that we were able yeah. to do was uh, the introduction of our inter interstellar system, uh, which uh, comes in two flavors. Uh, another one's called Ross Production Cloud. Um, but uh, in that case, that was like a communication system, similar to, you could say, what we're doing right now using, using your re remote production. But one of the things that what we're using right now, like I don't have a microphone in my ear, or, uh, sorry, a, head, you know, a, a, head, a yeah, speaker yeah, in my yeah. ear. Uh, there's, there's no director that can talk to me. I have no talkback system to work with. Uh, we're, we're kind of Skyping in a way, uh, it, just with different technology. Yeah. That is not a professional broadcast media for, for ongoing sort of use. So, um, so we created that sort of a system that didn't, that went through the public internet basically. Uh, and and mm. it wasn't really a, using proprietary systems that sort of exist today that are, you know, I think a lot more expensive. So that allowed us to do uh, some some really cool work. And uh, I, I believe uh, some of the work that we did with ESPN with that um, uh, has been nominated for an Emmy. So uh, that's kind of fun, too. Brilliant. So, so you mentioned you say okay, we've got overdrive, we've got uh, the, the 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 latest the video technology, the call technology. Um, let's say the importance of uh, robotics, of automation, and have all been very important keeping broadcasters alive during the pandemic. How much of this, and yeah, sort of referring back to a previous answer, how much of this is going to continue? You've developed a new product that you know that matches it. Is it going to continue this video calling stuff? Oh, I think so. Uh, I, yeah. you know, one, one of the things, uh, uh, sports is a big, big example of that, but interviews and things like that are another big example. I mean, in, in sports, you know, uh, one of the problems is if you've got a one day event, you spent your crew spends a day traveling, a day setting up and doing the event, tearing it down again, and then another day yeah. traveling. So you can do one event per three days, you know, it, it, it typically, right. uh, hopefully you've weekend so so maybe you, you can do two events or several events on site but but still it's, it's not great um with with remote productions um most of your crew could do three events a day and over a three-day period do nine events so it's almost a 10 to 1 improvement yeah. in efficiency being able to work remotely so giving them more tools than they even had before the pandemic to do this more effectively, I think is going to really make sure that this is something that's going to happen, you know, forever going forward for the right levels of events at the right price points and things like that. Uh, from the point of view of robotics, uh, for the point of view of robotics, it's kind of interesting because one of the things we did as well is, is uh, putting robotic cameras with pan bars uh, into the stands was another interesting thing. The, one of the real reasons mm. we want to do that first in some cases now was to keep the camera operators away from perhaps any any fans that might be sparsely located you know in, you know and in, in, inside the stands yeah. 
but uh, but going forward, uh, that's expensive real estate. You know, you could have paying fans. Uh, you know, near the where the robotic camera head is. So being able to move, you know, a camera person out of the stands and into a more remote location can actually be a profitable solution as well. So some of the same technologies may yeah. morph, repurposed in new ways. Some some years ago, um, I. I, I Seem to recall you. You mentioned uh, surviving a recession. It's important to have diversity in your products. Now, this is nearly. This has got to be similar to a recession in a lot of ways. Does this formula still work for you? Your your product. Yeah, you're you're doing the big boys all the way to the bottom. Yes. So yeah, I, I, from the point of view of being recession proof. Um, well, we grew uh, in, uh, we've grown in every single recession Fantastic. since 2001. Yeah. And, and I think the fact that uh, we've intentionally diversified in every way that we can possibly think of while having an integrated solution has worked extremely well for us. I mean, one concept is during a recession, people still have money to spend, but they spend less money uh, in, or in smaller chunks. Yeah. So, so, you know, the idea of selling, instead of selling a high-end production switcher, you sell a lower end production switcher and a whole bunch of gear cards. Uh, and yeah. at the same time, uh, being geographically distributed has, has also been very good for us. You know, when uh, when China was doing, you know, word back, we did more business in China. We did less in the United States. United States word back, we're, you know, but it was, it was a little slower in Europe. Uh, and so we're able to do that. When sports collapsed, our news business actually did quite well, uh, you know, uh, you know, that so that helped. <laughs> At the same time, uh, as, uh, as as when when news starts to slow down, sporting events actually picked up because they, they figured out how to retool and get back into the game. So for Ross, it was just it, it was fairly flattened out. So I, I think the strategies worked out really, really well. Yeah. So right. Just to um, finish off on a on a high note as well, David, we 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 started the interview talking about staff, and we've seen a huge recruitment drive at Ross. What's fueling that expansion? I think it's it's a lot related to uh, I suppose what we just said is is um, we've got a really diversified product line geographically, market verticals, technologies, uh, and. This is just a continuation, I think, of, of what we've been doing uh, for the last 29 years. So, so this is going to be our 30th year of consecutive growth. Uh, I think our, our customer base uh, continues to see uh, the sorts of things that we do and how we do them uh, and how we take care of our customers. And at the same time, we're not slowing down. I mean, we, we, we budgeted to hire uh, 100 more engineers this year uh, to, to continue to develop products even more. In the, the company, I think uh, probably when we air this, we'll have ticked over a thousand people. So, uh, so it's uh, that just wow. gives us more ability to take care of our customers and produce great products and and uh, and service them well. So, I think I, I just uh, we've got a really good formula that our customers like. Sounds like it. Yeah. Fantastic. It's always good to find out news and catch up. And of course, thank you very much for coming in again. And, uh, and speaking to us today, David, see, see you soon, hopefully, at a show. Finally, do have a look at kitplusshow.co.uk. Yeah, finally, do have a look at kitplusshow.co.uk for information on the very fast-approaching face-to-face Kit Plus show being held at Media City UK.
uh, this summer we're, we're, we're holding it, hopefully, and registration will be open soon. And many thanks to Media Proxy, who support Kit Plus TV. You can visit them at mediaproxy.com. Thanks again.